everybody. Welcome back to The Smattering. I'm Jason Hall. I'm joined by Jeff Santoro. Jeff, we are going to talk about Upstart today. We are. Uh, Upstart is a, a, a company that's getting a lot of press and uh, attention by investors. So I know a little bit about them, Jason. I know that they um, help those who are having trouble getting um, credit in order to get loans. They're having trouble using traditional means like the FICO score. They have their own way of doing that, that they say uh, allows more people to get credit that they deserve. So why don't you take us take it a little deeper, tell us more about the company. Yeah, so the, the folks that founded Upstart, um, some Google alum, um, founded the business on the, the principle that the kind of modern credit economy is uh, unequal and that they're are millions of people who are left on the outside looking in that frankly are no higher risk to a lender than people that might have a FICO score of 750, right? So these so-called subprime borrowers, people that may not have credit, right, for various reasons, they've never attempted to, to get credit, so they don't have a credit history, um, or maybe made one bad decision when they were very young and, and now are, are dealing the consequences. And there's a societal impact here that the folks at Upstart want to address. And that's the, the reality is that these, so many of these subprime borrowers are, are forced to pay, when they can get credit, egregious interest rates, very, very high rates, even though, again, the company contends that these are people that, by and large, are no riskier um, of a borrower than somebody that FICO says has a 750 score, for example. So the, the company has built this platform uh, using AI to, and they've identified a, a lot of other data points that they say allows them to make these credit decisions. And their business is the platform itself. And then they have banks, credit unions, and other lenders that partner with them that use their platform and then originate loans based on the credit decisions that um, Upstart's AI generates. So Upstart has had a pretty volatile last several months, right? They were they had a really big run. It was they were sort of the darling of Wall Street for a while there and it's come kind of crashing down ever since. So what happened in terms of what the market was expecting and uh, investor sentiment compared to the actual fundamentals of the business? Yeah, so here's a here's a chart you can see it is certainly the stock climbed an absolute mountain and then flung itself off of the other side, and like you said, has certainly been volatile along the way. So a, a couple of things have happened. So number one, that peak, that was kind of the peak for a lot of tech stocks, a lot of growth stocks. Let's be honest, Upstart was trading for an extremely high valuation at the peak that the business certainly hadn't earned. The expectations were very, very high. And quite frankly, the business in the couple of quarters after that delivered pretty well, delivered really, really great growth and solid results. Um, the market simply wasn't rewarding the company for a couple of reasons. Number one, the revaluing of the market in general that we've seen. And 1A, what we've seen in terms of uh, the economy, right? Rising interest rates, rampant inflation, concerns about recession. All of that ties to Upstart's kind of their core business and their main business today. And that is unsecured uh, consumer lending, right? So just personal loans that are not secured by uh, an asset as collateral. So you have a mortgage and your home secures it, right? You don't pay the mortgage. They can come take your home away from you. 
you have an auto loan, they can repossess the loan if you default, or they can repossess the, the car if you default. With these personal loans, there's no collateral besides uh, your, your credit rating. And with Upstart, it's like, well, we're not, you know, we're doing something different. So people might even say, well, what am I really risking here? And let's face it, when people start to have to make these tough decisions economically, uh, their hours get cut at work, job opportunity shrinks, lose a job, something like that happens, you, you start to prioritize your debts, right? And you have a home loan or you have an auto loan, you're going to pay those because you don't want to lose your house, you don't want to lose your car. But if you have credit card debt or a personal loan that's not secured, that's something you might say, well, you know, I'm, I'm just going to have to pay late on this, or may, I might even miss it for a month or two, but I, I've got to make ends meet, right? So Upstart's business is at the leading edge of the credit risk if the credit cycle does turn, right? So that's one of the things that we've seen with the market and reevaluating its business. Now, if we go back um, two quarters ago, it reported earning, uh, quarterly earnings. And again, its business is the platform. It's not the lender. It's the platform. And then it has financial partners that are lenders that, that take those loans and then they either keep them as investments or they bundle them together and sell them to other investors that want the yield income that those loans generate, right? So the thing that happened was the company reported and it carried a larger amount of loans on its books than the market was expecting. And investors kind of freaked out, Jeff. They kind of freaked out when that happened because there was concern about, well, is the market starting to turn? Is it having trouble? Is it carrying these over because it doesn't have somebody ready to buy them? Why are they still on its books, right? And it created a lot of, of, of questions about the viability of its business and also some concerns about, well, are they changing their business model? So as you're looking forward, and if, and if some investors are listening, or I mean, current shareholders or people who are thinking about buying shares of Upstart, what are some specific things we all can look for in the coming quarters as they you know, uh, report their results that will tell us whether some of the risks you just identified are getting better or getting worse? So I think the key is there's been a lot of noise about Upstart um, the past couple of quarters that it's reported. And I think by and large, it's caused a lot of investors to lose focus on the, the, the real kind of the signal here with the business. And again, the reality is even when it was generating triple-digit growth and record earnings in the quarters prior to this last one, I think revenue grew 18% this last quarter. It wasn't, wasn't terrible. It was still a, gr- a pretty solid quarter. There was – we really still didn't know everything we need to know about Upstart, and that's how can its algorithm, its creditworthiness process of, of determining risk, how good does it really work? right? So we haven't gone through a full credit cycle, right? It feels recession-y to a lot of people. You know, we just saw Ford announce they're going to lay off some people. A lot of tech companies have started to cut jobs. Um, But we still haven't seen like a full recession where, you know, we're dealing with millions of of jobs getting cut that we see like in in like, I hate to use the term, but a normal recession, right? When we see that sort of recessionary environment, that's when we find out how good lenders really are at underwriting. Right. That's when we find it, find out. And until we go through that full cycle and we find out how loans that Upstart um, were originated on Upstart's platform two years ago, until we find out how those loans do through a full credit cycle, we're really not going to be able to fully evaluate 
the strength of its business. So I think that's an important thing to remember is that as much as those quarterly results are important to look at and to understand, understanding how loans that it's not even, doesn't even have anything to do with anymore that are on some investor's balance sheet or sitting on one of its bank partner's balance sheet, that's when we're going to really learn about the quality, um, the quality of its business over the long term. We're here to ask the important questions. We're going to give answers too, but you need to answer those questions for yourselves. Nothing we said is investing advice, people. Make your own decisions. You can do it.